0: Well, as always, I consider it uh, a blessing and a privilege uh, to be with you in, in worship and to bring God's Word. The scripture reading this evening, for many of you, uh, these are familiar words. And yet, as we know, God's Word is living and active. And so I believe that there is a fresh message for each one of you this evening. Uh, we turn to Philippians chapter 4. And I will be reading verses 6 through 9. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. Every September at Timothy Christian, we reserve a few chapels for students to share about their summer mission trips or service trips. And uh, this year was no exception. Uh, And of course, uh, faith uh, students are uh, up there every year, and often they share about uh, trips to Honduras. Honduras. Uh, This year, on uh, both this uh, Tuesday and Thursday, as the students shared, uh, there seemed to be uh, a common theme. It was probably there before in years past, but it really resonated with me this year. Students shared that when they got to their place of ministry for the week, they were struck by the joy of the children. Here were little kids living in poverty that were beside themselves with excitement over these high school students that had come to pay attention to them, to play with them, to be with them. Our American students were struck by, by such joy in difficult circumstances. And then they returned to America to stress filled America. Uh, I recently heard in the news that uh, the number one cause for prolonged absence from work is now stress-related illness. So I have a question for you. Uh, What do you do to relax, to chill, to receive a a sense of calm? You know, we all have our, our different ways of doing this, uh, perhaps it's just sitting back and putting these things in the ears and, and listening to some music. Uh, maybe it's uh, a back massage. Uh, for me, it's a little s- stroll in the woods among the trees. Uh, maybe it's you light the, the pumpkin spice candle and sit down and, and read a book. Uh, we all have uh, different ways to relax. Uh, and these are fine however we need to remember as god's word reminds us that the truest deepest peace it comes from god the truest deepest peace it comes from god in the next few moments as we uh, walk through this uh, this passage in philippians i hope to uh, show you how peace is gained and then how Peace is Maintained. So as we think about this very true peace that God gives us, uh, this passage helps us understand how we gain peace and how we maintain peace. Uh, so first, peace gained. The Apostle be- Paul begins right up, uh, Do not be anxious about anything. Now there are some of you that have uh, gone through much deeper waters than I. And for me just to come up to you and say, Don't be anxious You know, do I have any, you know, credibility in saying this? Uh, But it's not me. It's the Apostle Paul. Uh, So I was thinking about Paul's life. I, I went to 2 Corinthians 11. And it is there that the Apostle Paul lists all of the different types of Christian persecution that he has received. And then he talks about the kind of stress that he deals with on a daily basis with death threats and concern for how these church plants are doing. There was a lot weighing down on him. And in Philippians, what's going on here? The Apostle Paul is in prison. So when he says these words, he is not saying them lightly or just a trite expression. He says, do not be anxious. Now, of course, we could uh, go through a long list of anxiety disorders that exist in America. I'm not putting those down. I'm just saying it's it's very real. It's a big thing in our country that affects millions and, and millions of people. And in the face of all of this, and of course all the stresses that we have every day, the Apostle Paul, God's word, speaks into our lives and says... Do not be anxious. When I uh, think about uh, these words, I uh, first think about uh, we've got to be honest with our lives. You know, it, it might seem silly, some of the things that we get uptight about or stressed over, uh, but they're real, and so we've, we've got to be honest. Uh, and secondly, and this can be tough, We need to realize that anxiety is not God's will for you. This is not God's plan for your life to live in anxiety. I fear that too many people say, well, that's just the way I am. Or, I guess I've got to live with it. No. God's will for you is not to live an anxious life. And that's why Paul says, do not be anxious. So the first step in, in peace to gain is to acknowledge our anxiety and to humbly admit it is not God's will for us. Uh, second, in peace gained. In everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Prayer, petition, present requests. Paul is piling up the prayer synonyms. And I I don't want to go through the the grammatical distinctions between each one of these words. But the point here is we need to pray about this. And uh, this type of of prayer is not just a, a token prayer. All right, I'll pray. We pray and then go on with our life and go on with human solutions to peace that may or may not be good, I believe that God is calling us to pray with a persistence that will not give up until the peace comes. I think I've uh, mentioned before here in a different sermon that I believe that one of the casualties of our modern lives is the lack of prayer. Our increase of personal technology and median screen time has a cost. I believe one of those costs is a contemplative life. A life that knows the value of praying. Praying for, for hours, day after day, even year after year, persistently not giving up until... The peace comes because that is God's will for us, his peace. We need to keep praying. It says our prayer needs to be with thanksgiving, a prayer with thanksgiving. It can be difficult to be thankful in certain stressful situations. The point here is our perspective needs to be God's perspective. Now, if we look at our lives from God's perspective, what is the biggest stress from, from Gods per- What should our biggest stress really be? It should be sin. It should be our sin before a holy God. Yes, the traffic jam is stressful, however so temporary our relationship with God, this has to do with eternal issues. Sin is an eternal stressful issue, potentially. And so when we look at life from from God's perspective, we acknowledge our utter depravity and need for God, the depth of our sin, and how, how much of an offense it is before Almighty God. And then... We see Jesus. We see our Savior, our Redeemer. We see that through Jesus Christ, the stress of sin is taken away, gone, 100%. Goodbye, stress of sin. We live life forgiven as children of God. And because of that salvation in Jesus Christ, because the number one stress has been dealt with, then then no matter what we're praying about that's stressing us out, we can pray with thanksgiving. when we keep our mind on God's perspective. And so we need to acknowledge our anxiety that it's not God's will for us Uh, We need to pray, and we must not give up. And then we need to believe it. Just believe it and receive God's peace. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We need to believe in a peace that, that we know we cannot manufacture on our own. We need to to believe in a peace that can only really come from God. When my son was in uh, fourth grade, he had uh, surgery on his neck here. There were some growths in here. And uh, I had never gone through this experience before. It was my first time. And... uh, I was caught by the emotion of him, them wheeling him away into surgery. My wife's my wife's tears freely uh, freely flowed. I uh, tried to catch mine, uh, but I thought, "Wow! I mean, I felt so weak; I couldn't do anything." And I re- I remember going into the waiting room with this feeling of weakness and. Uh, I just began to pray and I knew that the Christian community was praying as well and I can't explain it there there was a peace a peace that came into my soul during that time and it was a beautiful thing the outcome of the surgery was not good just say that Uh, actually the only good thing about it is in his room in the hospital, we were talking to the nurse and she attended Faith Christian Reform Church. This was wonderful. Uh, However, uh, there was a mistake made. The surgeon had misdiagnosed. It didn't turn out well. But I will tell you that that peace that God gave me, that continued to bring me through this very difficult time in in my life and in my son's life. Interestingly, I bring this up, uh, uh, perhaps many of you know, this past Tuesday, my son had surgery again. Uh, This time by a doctor who uh, was an expert in this particular condition, and uh, the surgery was a success. Uh, But once again, I remember them wheeling him away, walking into the the waiting room and sitting down. It's kind of cool. This waiting room had a window, and there was a steeple and a cross. And I just gazed at that, and I prayed. And there was the peace of God in my heart. You know, as I was thinking about this, I, I, I thought of Pastor Greg's uh, updates that he gives. And, of course, he gives the information, you know, that we want to know, But think about it, every one of those updates also is a message of faith. And so coming through it is this this thanksgiving and underlying peace that God is with him and his family. He is with his church, and God's peace is with us. What kind of peace is this? The Bible says... It guards our hearts in our minds in Christ Jesus. It is a peace that stands guard at our hearts, at the door of our hearts, and will not let anything come in to upset, to, to destroy faith. That peace is solid because it's God's peace. Peace gained. Do not be anxious. Keep praying and don't give up. And believe in this peace that God desires to give to every one of his children. Second, peace maintained. How do we live in peace? How do we live in peace? Well, to live in peace, we've got to to think about the right way. And So the Apostle Paul writes, whatever is true, whatever is noble, Right, pure, lovely, admirable, anything excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. What we think about matters. It affects how we look at this life, how we deal with situations that come our way. Our minds are important. God knows us. God knows that. He's made us this way. That's why it's important to think about the good. Of course, we should spend daily time in God's word and prayer. When we do, we are training our minds to think about the pure and the lovely and the admirable. But even as we go throughout the day, how do you daydream? Do you daydream about things that are, that are good and pure and lovely? When you're just thinking about things, What direction do your thoughts take you? This is so important that we develop a holy habit of thinking about the right things. And as, over time, we think about the right things, I kind of picture it as it is cemented into our minds when we think about the right things. And it is solid. It is there. Nothing's going to move it. Because the fact of the matter is, we all know living in this world, it is true. The impure, the unlovely, the wrong, it's going to come into our minds. We live in this sinful world. Of course, it's going to be there. However, if we are thinking about the right things, and if that is cemented in, then when the impure, when the unlovely, when the the unexcellent things come into our mind, then we are better able to discern what is coming in and we are better able to kick it out of our mind as well. So we need to be honest and, and real with this world that we live in. But if we want to maintain peace, we have got to have the good cemented in our minds so we are thinking about the good. To maintain peace, we've got to think about the right way. And uh, then we have to learn, of course, about the right way. That means always agree with your teachers. Well, Now, what does the Apostle Paul say? He says, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. Now, the church in Philippi, they didn't have the New Testament yet. They had the teachings and the writings of the apostles and I'm not quite sure how many of the the books that we now have in the New Testament circulated through the city of Philippi. But we do know, of course, the Apostle Paul, well, he founded the church there. He was the main apostolic influence in the city of Philippi. And so he says, learn from me. What you see in my life, put it into practice. Now, we have the privilege of of having all of God's word, both the Old and the New Testament. And as we read the writings of the apostles, uh, these need to be words of life that we learn from. To maintain peace in your life, you must have a humble, teachable spirit. A proud person is not going to live in God's peace. We need to humbly learn from God. We learn from his word. We learn from the spiritual authorities in our lives. Whether that be parents, teachers, or pastors, elders, or Sunday school teachers, we have a posture of wanting to grow in faith and learn more about what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. And as we we come before God with this teachable spirit, peace is maintained in our lives. Verse 9 closes with, With the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will be with you. Wherever we go, we have a maker and he knows my name. And this is a God of peace. As I close this evening, I'd like us to spend uh, 30 seconds in uh, silent prayer before I close. And I invite each one of you, and myself, uh, to think about what is creating a lack of peace in your life these days. What is uh, causing you stress, worry, anxiety? I invite you to just identify that now, pray about it in the next few moments, give that over, look to Jesus, and uh, then I will close in prayer.